Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom, this is your host Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must have gift offer the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple of announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. And shalom to everybody that's tuned in today. We uh, believe uh, this is another day that the Lord God has made, and we will rejoice therein. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, you know, the excitement of, uh, of what God is doing, and on the other hand, watching the, the I don't know what you call it, with, with the satanic uh, movement here in the United States of America, but it's, it's sad to watch. Uh, you know, we as Christians have been taken away more and more and more of our rights each and every each and every year. Uh, it, you know, it slips back into a little further, a little deeper away from being able to celebrate exactly what our forefathers came over here to be able to do was to serve the Lord Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ, as they saw fit. Uh, this this whole thing about freedom of religion that that was the freedom of it that there was too many uh, you know there was all kind of movements in in Europe and across the world uh, with the with the Lord uh, Yeshua and uh, people didn't agree with all of it so they found out they could come here and they could serve the Lord God as as they saw fit to do so and of course we have taken that and and it's the extreme left wing if you will that's come into this thing i i heard some disturbing news this morning on on the news as as i was watching drinking my usual cup of coffee and they they said on there today and i want you to listen to these numbers very closely there is only 1.3% of the people in the united states of america that have christ in christmas now that folks that that's about as sad as you can imagine. But you know, I, I can remember uh, very vividly. Of course, I remember. Anytime you have open visions, you'll always vividly remember them. But uh, I can remember uh, when Bill Clinton was elected and how the angel came and said to prophesy that that we in America could no longer call this a Christian nation. And boy, I had no idea in this world that the, that, that this thing was going to just be a. I know I prophesied, talked about how that this nation is in a downward spiral and it will keep going down and it will uh but i i you know that, that this is astounding to think that only 1.3 percent now that's not 1.3 percent almost one percent okay of all all people in the united states of america have christ in christmas anymore of course, the you know the left wing—they're trying to uh, get rid of all the anything that pertains unto unto Christ. They're trying to get rid of, and of course, they're on a great and a great movement to get rid of uh, any any nativity scenes, any Christmas trees, this that, or anything else that would so do that. You know, I I've said over and over again that uh, bless God, this is our country, folks, and and uh, this is this is the way it's been for generations here. And to have anybody, any any group of people, any individuals, the bless God to come up and try to take away from us what is our rightful heritage, 
is just downright a bunch of baloney, as we say. Okay, it's just it's just not right, and uh, yet it's going on. It's taking place, and and you know the wild thing about all this is we have Fourth of July. Okay, we celebrate the Revolutionary War, the uh, you know the Independence Day, and we celebrate that. We have Veterans Day. We 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 you know we celebrate veterans, but at this time called Christmas that we have here in the United States and around the world, uh, bless God, we're not allowed to put Christ in there at all. And after all, isn't that what it was about? Now, I know that, uh, bless God, number one, Christmas is a federal holiday, okay? That this isn't something that, uh, that bless God, is just a, a pick and choose and whatever. It's a federal holiday. But, you know, the wild thing about it all, when you when you stop and you, you really examine all this, Boy, what what a mess it is. And it is a mess. This thing called Christmas, which is Christ Mass, brought forth by the Roman Catholic Church, uh, you know, it started a lot of it, it started a lot of things happening. Okay, we came along, and then all of a sudden we had to have Santa Claus, oh Saint Nick, okay, if you will, and the elves, and and how that there's somebody flies around a magical sleigh with eight tiny reindeer, and bless God lands on the house, and down the chimney he comes and takes out this magical sack and puts all the toys under the tree for the children. Uh, uh, you know, folks, I'm going to tell you something. I have said for many, many, many years, for in fact 40-some years, I have said that that is one of the principal reasons why so many people uh, have a problem believing in a God that they can't see. When they were young, they desperately believed in this Santa Claus thing. It was kept a great secret, you know. Even when I, when in my case, well, my case, when people's case, when they got older, bless God, uh, they were told, now don't tell the young ones. Now we, you know, we, we. Uh, but you see, when that's what the problem was. All of a sudden, they begin to, they begin to realize that, well, gee, if there's not a Santa Claus, then how could there be a God? And and I realize that may be a bit far-fetched for some of you, but I'm going to tell you what, that's the truth. Of course, we won't get into talking about, uh, you know, the the whole thing with with the Tooth Fairy and, and uh, uh, the things that come along with uh, Halloween, the things that come along with Easter. Uh, and, uh, Christmas is a pagan holiday. I mean, I'm not going to go into that today. There's plenty of information on the Internet that you can get into and you can see how paganistic it is. However, I do want to talk about today uh, some of the myths that have happened uh, with this thing called Christmas. Now, uh, the kingdom of God, thus saith the Lord God, is in our hearts. All right, uh, uh, you, you have to realize that, bless God, that number one, Christmas is a federal holiday here in the United States of America. Now, you don't have to participate in it. All right, there was a time that I did not participate in it, uh, and uh, bless God, uh, it literally took it literally took a visitation from God for me to see and and understand. And I hope uh, if you're listening today and uh, you have uh, thrown the tree out in the front yard, not literally, uh, and you don't celebrate this this pagan holiday, that's fine. That's uh, that's that's everybody's own whatever. But here's what I want to say about all this is, number one, it was brought about, it was brought about to celebrate the birth of the Holy Messiah, Yeshua. That's, that's, that's what this thing originated uh, as to being. And uh, as a Jew, you know, we, <laughs> we, 
we never could quite understand why somebody in the in the church world uh, would not have researched and tried to have found out that bless God that Jesus Christ the Messiah the Yeshua was not born on the 25th day of the month that we call in our Gregorian calendar of December. All right, he he wasn't born there. He was born in, in sometime in the in the mid day late October uh, during the festival of Sukkot. He was born in a sukkah, as I've said before. He was not born in some type of what we depict as a manger and uh, bless God with with all kind of uh, straw around and and you know lambs and cows. No, he was he was uh, born in a sukkah. Somebody loaned Joseph and Mary their Sukkah, because it was during the festival of Sukkot, which we are commanded at that time by God. Now, did you understand? I said we're commanded to come out of the comfort of our dwelling places and spend time, bless God, living in some kind of a, something different than what we're used to living in. Okay, and and that's what was going on. So, uh, that, so there, therefore, the church has been monkeyed up about this subject from the very beginning. Now, I think. That bless God that uh, as maybe 10, 15 years ago, whatever. I think that probably uh, there was enough of us at that point out here smiling real big and saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, it, uh, the Messiah wasn't born on the 25th day of, of December." Okay, so that is a fallacy. Now let's let's look at realist uh, realism part of it. Uh, bless God. Uh, the attachment of celebrating the birth of, uh, of Yeshua is is important. As to the day, uh, uh, that becomes legalistic. Okay, so uh, there again, uh, it's the fact. Now, if you are a Christian, uh, you know you should be celebrating the birth and the resurrection, the death and resurrection of our Lord Yeshua every day, because that's that's what this is all about. That He came, that you and I could have eternal life and praise God for that, uh, that, that, that he did that. Now, uh, when I was first saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, I attended a Pentecostal church and they, uh, this was a holiness type of a church. Now, when I talk about a holiness church, I'm talking about a church where the women were not allowed to wear, uh, sleeveless, uh, dresses. The dresses had to come all the way to the ankles. They could not have any, any jewelry nor any makeup on, nor could they have short hair. Okay, they, these were the rules of this particular Pentecostal sect that I was involved with. All right, so it came to time to, to Christmas. Now, I bailed into the Word of God, well, if you will, uh, uh, all the way up past my nose, um, not literally speaking, of course, but, but I mean, I was flat into it, and, and I was believing everything that was told to me, which, again, is dangerous. I mean, we can become very eager uh, for the things of God, and if we're not real careful, we're going to take some things that are told to us uh, that aren't scriptural just because somebody says that that looks to be somebody standing in that holy beam of that holy pulpit, and bless God, that we just take it for uh, whatever, okay? And yeah, that's the way it is. So uh, the, the, the pastor... Uh, got in the bema, or what you called the pulpit. Okay, it's a bema when it comes to the Jewish side of this thing. But anyway, uh, he he stood there, and and bless God, he turned to Jeremiah the tenth chapter, and he read I uh, the first uh, uh, the 
five or six verses there. And and then he began to exhort us and tell us that that, that Christmas is something that, that, bless God, that is paganistic, and that we're not to keep that, and we're not to have a tree. And in Jeremiah 10, it, the, the Lord God spoke against these trees and how that, uh, bless God, that these things could be a curse to you or would be a curse to you, however you put that. I don't remember that anymore. But the fact of it is he did that. Well, immediately, immediately, I I came home with my family. Now, my, my sons were real young at that time. And so we went through two or three, I think it was more like two years, uh, bless God, without uh, in any way, shape, or form exchanging presents with the, our family without having any uh, Christmas decoration or definitely no tree in our house. Now, what did that cause? Well, number one, it caused a division within our family. Uh, number number two, uh, they were absolutely assured at that point because they were non-Pentecostal type of people that, bless God, that we had definitely got ourselves into a cult. Now, our place is to do what? Is to gather others to Christ. That That's what our place is as Christians, among other things. But bless God that we are to be gatherers. We are to spread the good news. All right. And so uh, after you make all these people mad, and yeah, they were mad. Oh, I mean, we we got speeches from both sides of the family. And, uh, uh, you know, people didn't come to our home uh, in the family. Uh, bless God, we didn't uh, have the... Uh, traditional Christmas dinner, nor go to one because of all this. Uh, what did we gain? Now, as for as gathering people into what we believed, no, we didn't gain. We lost, folks. In fact, we sadly lost. And and uh, bless God, I'm still today trying to make up for some of that loss within my family uh, of, of of them being so turned off to the fact of what we were doing. Now, is Christmas? Paganistic, yes it is. I, I have a bit of a problem with that. It is. But let me tell you what isn't. The tree isn't a curse. All right? It's not a curse. Now I'm going to read this out of the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. Hear the ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Okay, these are the heathens. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people, now notice these are customs, these aren't curses, the customs of the people are vain. Of course they are. For uh, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of workmen with the axe, they deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nails and with, with hammers, that it, that it not move. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not, but, the, but must they must needs be born. In other words, got to be carried around. They can't walk with themselves because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it them to do good. Now, there's nothing said there, uh, brothers and sisters, about this thing being wrong or being a curse. It is a custom of the heathens, all right? Now, you said, well, yeah, if I do that, doesn't that make me heathenistic? I'm going to say again, the kingdom of God is within your heart. If you put... If 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 Christmas becomes an idolistic thing to you, in other words, if you worship the tree, if you worship the presence, if you worship the time, then yeah, it's completely wrong. But if in fact you use that time as a holiday, which is a federal holiday, as I said before, and bless God, you put Christ in the right perspective in which He's to be put into, there's nothing wrong with that. 
there's nothing there that says that you're not to do that. They just try. In fact, he said, "Don't be afraid of it." Do you realize how many Christian people are afraid of a Christmas tree? No, that's just ludicrous. You know, at its best, that people would get that enthralled or that wrapped up into the religion. Okay, and more than that, into a place of of being legalistic. Now, I realize, you know, I did this same type of thing a year ago, and people just said, I'll never listen to you again. You improve this. Well, you know, the only thing I can say to you about it, you know, if you're raising the dead in the name of Yeshua, if you're seeing the eyes of the blind open, the ears of the deaf hear, cancers uh, leaving, uh, people being delivered of demons, and bless God, you can move hurricanes and tornadoes and storms and cause it to rain and not to rain all through the name of the Lord God, then I'm going to tell you something. Maybe, maybe you ought to listen to somebody. I am the most blessed man walking the face of this earth, and I mean that with everything inside of me. I want for nothing. God sees to it that he purposes the hearts of people to give to me this and that and everything everything you can imagine and then some. Now, if, if in fact this is so wrong, do you think God would bless me? No. See, you, you can't be blessed if you're walking in a curse. I, I, I preach that, I teach that, and that's the truth. So if I'm doing these things and all these blessings are coming on me, the power of God's anointing works through me, all right, then maybe, just maybe, you need to listen a little closer and put your religion under your feet a little more, okay? Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. The, the whole idea, again, is to try to bring your family that are lost into a place with Christ. And when you put these kind of demonstrations on, you know, there, there isn't any alternative of people to point fingers and say, oh, my, oh, me, and look at this and look at that, and, and, and that's just the way it is. Now, we celebrate Hanukkah. That's a Jewish man-made holiday, okay? Primarily, Hanukkah was brought forth so the children uh, would not uh, miss, if you will, this thing called Christmas. And that's, that's what it was, number one, that Jews... Don't believe, for the most part, in Christ. Okay, so so they didn't want their children doing that. They knew that the holiday was paganistic with the Santa Claus thing, so they didn't want anything to do with that. So therefore, they created this time called the Festival of Lights, and it's a beautiful time. Okay, it's it's a time when the whole family, each and every night, can bless God, uh, celebrate, bless God. Uh, in our case, we celebrate, we celebrate the Lord Yeshua. We celebrate it with with the lights and and as i said each night the children open up a different present and they can enjoy that present all evening you know with christmas they just run in the room and start throwing <laughs> ribbons and bows and paper and boxes all over the place and it looks like a whirlwind hit thing everything and they don't know what to play with and uh, so uh, so uh, we we keep hanukkah now uh, do we have a tree yes there's a tree uh, right now in, in our home uh, is it going to curse us? No. And again, if it did, folks, uh, I couldn't do with God what I do. You, you, again, I it just aggravates me to see legalism. Bless God, sink people's boat. Now, now let, let me tell you something. You participating in Christmas with your heart right. Now, don't don't forget what I said about your heart being right. If this whole thing, and you should never, you should never start teaching your children about a Santa Claus, okay, and the elves and the magical sleigh and reindeers. You should never do that. But if you're going to exchange gifts uh, in the fact that it's the time in which most people in the world celebrate the birth of the Messiah, 
and they gave brought gifts then. If you're going to do that, you're, you're okay. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, if you get outside the box with that, you're 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 wrong, absolutely wrong with it. If you can do that and do it right, again, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. Now let me let me say this. You're so worried, some of you, about whether or not you can take care of, you know, throw, as I said, throw the tree out in the front yard. You, you know, you're not going to celebrate. You're not going to celebrate any of this stuff. Uh, and yet, at the same time, you're still doing what you're judging me. Some of you are judging me right here this afternoon on the air. You so discordant, and and yet you, what you don't understand is th- those two things right there will curse you and keep you from the blessings of God. Whoa. Never thought of that, did you? No, you haven't. But I'm telling you as a prophet today, that's what you need to be concentrating on. Other than something that, bless God, that's going around, everybody seems to have an opinion about this. Well, this is an opinion from this prophet. I'm telling you the truth. And there's a big difference in this to this that than anything else. You've got to, again, if you make an idol out of all the trees, out of the, the, the Santa Claus thing, you're wrong. Because that we're told that's a commandment. We don't, you know, we're not going to serve idols. And if you serve Christmas, then you're wrong. Okay, but if you do it in the right perspective, with the right heart, right attitude, and the right teaching to your children, there's nothing wrong with it. The kingdom of God is in your heart, right? And uh, bless God, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I every year, you know, we we go through these things, and 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 folks, again. Uh, I, you know, without what I'm saying from the religious people, this thing about not celebrating it at all, to the point of of, uh, of coming to the place of realizing that there's only 1.3% in all the United States of America that have Christ and Christmas at all anymore. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess we could say without a shadow of term, we got a mess, don't we? And yes, we do have a mess. And I, I and I don't know. You know, again, you have to do what you got to do. And I'm not. Uh, I, what I want you to do is to think about this. I, I you know, again, if you're going to make your own decisions about things, but but again, consider the fact. I'm a I'm a full-blown major prophet of God sent to the world, and I am doing this. And there's nothing happening to me. There's no curse that come upon me. The blessings of God, like I said, they hunt me down and overtake me. And they have for years, and they will keep on doing that. So consider that, if you will. And, and, uh, and that's, that's, the, that's the take of, of, a, of a prophet, okay? And, uh, yeah, you can play the legalistic game and feel so religious about it. That's fine. You go ahead and do that. But by the people that you're turning off of your loved ones, your neighbors, your friends that need to have Yeshua in their hearts, you're driving them away instead of bringing them to them. No, I'm not saying you go into sin to get them saved. No, again, it isn't sin if your heart's right and you do this thing right. If if you do it wrong, you better believe it's sin to you and it's sin to yours. Okay, so... Take that for whatever it is, for whatever it's worth, okay? Uh, but I, I, we always get loads of emails uh, asking us, uh, bless God, what 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 does what does the prophet have to say about the about Christmas and uh, the Christmas tree? And of course, like I said, they always uh, the Pentecostals are they live with the, their their theory behind this is comes uh, strictly um, uh, through the uh, bless God the Jeremiah the the tenth. Uh, and the only thing I can say today, I felt so sorry after I found out the truth. After uh, it took, uh, like I said, a visitation for me from God for me to 
to, to understand the truth. Uh, I felt so sorry because of what I had stolen from my my two sons when they were they were small, and I was sorry. And I went around and apologized to the family, tell them that you know that uh, you know that I didn't, and what was it? Well, it was religion and it was legalism, and I felt oh so good because. I was making everybody mad at me, but oh, look how holy I am. Folks, that's where you get wrong, and you get wrong in a real hurry, okay? So pray about it, and bless God, do what's in your heart. But what I want you to know is the truth. Amen? When I first got saved, I got involved with the Holiness Pentecostal movement. Now, I'm a, I was a boy straight out of the Methodist church. Um, uh, and bless God, uh, of, of which didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost or believe that we received that one upon uh, salvation itself. It wasn't something separate. Tongues was of the devil, and healing was of the devil because if God wanted you healed, he would heal you, uh, and that's just all it was, uh, uh, all it was amounted to. Well, as I uh, ventured out and began involved uh, with uh, this Holiness Pentecostal movement, um, everything went well, and about this time of the year came around, and, and bless God, the, the pastor came up and, and asked us all to, to, to turn our Bibles to Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. And so he read this, and I'm going to read all the first four or five verses here in a minute. So my family and I, we spent the next two or maybe three, I've forgotten now, years not having a Christmas tree and not acknowledging the time of year called Christmas. Now, let me say this. Again, you have to keep everything in perspective. Now, whether you keep Christmas or you don't, that's none of my business, and I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you that one way or the other with it, but what I want you to listen closely to here this afternoon is a prophet of God that knows truths, all right? So I begin to become very uneasy about all of it because I begin to question the fact that why is it that we didn't keep at that holiness church that I was a part of? We didn't keep Christmas, but we did Easter. They actually they hid uh, eggs out in the yard of the of the church, and bless God, you know the bunny rabbits and all of that, the chickens and all that was going on. And and as I have said openly, and then a lot of you have studied my material, you know that I. When I get into that, I talk about the fact that Easter is a celebration of the fertility goddess, Esther. And that's what that's about. But I appoint the church and say, and that's why all of your young girls become pregnant, is because you're celebrating that. You're doing that. Now, I realize that if you go back and study the, the history of the church, you'll find out, the bless God, that uh, uh, they wanted to celebrate. They wanted to celebrate uh, bless God, the, the death and resurrection of, of our Messiah. And so they was demanded that everybody get out on the streets and, bless God, uh, hoop and holler and dance and carry on for this uh, thing about it with Esther. And so, uh, bless God, they did, but they got together in the basement of the church. Now, whether they had a basement or not, I doubt it, but anyway, we'll use it in that way. And they voted and said, listen, Let's get out and let's do all this dancing and let's do all this turn. But we're going to do this toward the death and the resurrection of, of, of our Messiah. So out in the streets they went. And so, they, you know, they were dancing and carrying on. And the thing that I've always said about it, they could have gone back after that part had passed where you could be put to death if you didn't come out and celebrate the time of Easter with them. 
uh, they could have put it back into perspective, but they chose not to. And today, the churches today are still doing it. Now, is it of a truth that, uh, bless God, that we should celebrate the death and the resurrection of Christ? Well, you know, I have said and will continue to say, I do that every day. You should be doing that every day. Now, if you're going to pick one time of the year to do that, then uh, I don't know what to say about that. But anyway, uh, is there anything wrong? There's nothing wrong. If, in fact, you stay away from at that time that they call Easter, if, in fact, it's done toward the, the death and resurrection of, of the Messiah. Uh, but, but, again, there are lines to be drawn, and those lines that are to be drawn, are, they have to be drawn deep, and, and everybody's got to understand what's going on. Now, what about this thing called Christmas that's coming up? Well, you know, if you look at it, it it's exactly the same way. This is the time in which some knucklehead, and I love that word knucklehead, that some knucklehead decided that uh, the Messiah was, bless God, born on the 25th day of December. Well, you, <laughs> being a Jew, you just kind of got to, you kind of got to grin at that one because that isn't even close. Okay, uh, he was he was born during uh, Sukkot or Sukkot, however you want to pronounce that, and uh, which does not. Uh, uh, come about in itself uh, uh, that late in the in the year, but uh, I, you know I think that the, some of the church, bless God, uh, has gotten around to at least uh, admitting the fact that uh, he probably wasn't born on that time. Well, no, it wasn't probably. He absolutely wasn't. So anyway, so we have incorporated within the birth of the Messiah with this thing called Christmas. And this thing about a Santa Claus, a magical sleigh, and, uh, you know, all this stuff that goes with it. Well, uh, that's not of God. And I don't think anybody uh, in our listening audience anyway could disagree with that. But the problem gets to be in with it is the fact that people go completely another direction. So I said my family and I, we did not have a tree nor participate in in uh, uh, that time called Christmas for two or three seasons. Now, did God bless us for doing that? No. And let me tell you why. The kingdom of God, number one, the, the scriptures tells us is within your heart. Okay? Uh, number two, we're trying to bring people into the kingdom, and when you start, when you become that fanatical, and that's fanaticism is what this is, this is then what you're saying is, well, we're the only ones that's got this thing right, and we're not going to do Christmas. But at the same time, your church and your organization probably is doing Easter, and worse yet, you could be still doing Halloween, which will curse you, all right? And which I took time uh, during that period of time here a few weeks back to, to go through that uh, so that you could you could understand that uh, you, you don't need to be having anything to do with Halloween. Uh, that's uh, that's that's evil. All right. Now, so you put up a Christmas tree. Okay. Now, if that is an idol to you, you're in trouble. But now, let me stop for a minute and say this: There's many people that bless God that have caused their televisions to be idols, has caused their cars, their homes, their jobs to become idols. So you you've got to be very very careful when you start saying that. Now, when you get involved in this thing. And again, I got you know, I sat back for a couple years and listened to all the, the people because I want I wanted to hear the people was coming into this organization and I wanted to hear 
their views about all this and and then how that oh that you've got to stay with away from well you know i tell people you know set your children down and explain to them there is no santa claus there is no magical sleigh that goes through the sky and cut that at the root so that they'll understand that that is a time of which somehow most of the world has decided to celebrate uh, the, the birth of our messiah now there's nothing wrong with that to celebrate the birth of the messiah there's nothing wrong with using a tree called a Christmas tree in order to do what? Through that celebration. Now, again, if you're if you're wrapped up into the Santa Claus thing, then then you've got it out of balance. But again, that's what being a prophet is all about: trying to get you to understand that, bless God, that there's there is balance to this thing. And in order for this to work for you, you're going to have to keep in balance. Now. Now, some of you out there that have been staunchly against uh, having anything in your home at uh, you know this time called Christmas, uh, that don't don't turn don't turn me off here. Let me let me have my say, and listen to me. I'm a prophet. There are two angels that visits me. If this thing was wrong, and me believing that bless God that you can have a tree in your house, you can celebrate the birth of our Messiah. And bless God, do it, and not in the way that the world does it. Then bless God, uh, how can you be wrong with it? Well, you know, there again, if it was wrong, believe you me, one of those angels would have come years ago and would explain that to me. I have said often, and I will say again this day, you're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to understand that I've been there. This isn't just something that I have come up with and said, oh, well, we can do this, but oh, no, we can't do that. And some of you may be saying, well, what, 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 what's the difference in, in, in doing that and, and doing the eggs? Well, the difference is, bless God, those eggs are attached to the fertility end of all of that. And bless God, that tree's not attached to it. Let me now read out Jeremiah, the 10th, the 10th chapter. Lots of Pentecostals, a lot of other Christians, bless God, have used this passage to write the reasoning of not having a tree in them. Now, the first verse, now it's Jeremiah 10. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the ways of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are vain. Now, see, he's trying, he's now saying the customs, are, they're, they're, they're vain. This thing about Santa Claus is vain. This thing about Easter is vain. This thing about Halloween is wicked, all right? And it says, For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, okay? So what do people do? They go out and cut that Christmas tree down. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammer that it move not. Isn't that exactly right? Sure it is. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be bored. They've got to be carried around because they cannot They cannot go. They can't do it at the frame. Now, the next thing, the next line here says in the fifth verse, Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor also is it in them to do good. So, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, how the space of the Pentecostals, could take this thing, but you see, they don't linger down here at the bottom at the end of that verse 5 and let you understand you might be afraid of them. Do you know what a, a lot of that is, of keeping that a tree out of your home during this time of the year? You know what that is? Bless God, that's fear. That's fear that, bless God, that somebody that, you know, somebody that's in the sect 
that you're in may see it and uh, oh my, they're not as holy as I thought they ought to be, or then judge you and you judge them, and then them where we at? Well, we're we're nowhere again. But uh, uh, you see, the Jews came up with with Hanukkah. Now we also keep Hanukkah, which this year is will come earlier than the time of Christmas. Uh, but we keep Hanukkah. But now let me tell you something about Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a man-made, uh, a seasonal, a holiday thing. It's not. It was not something commanded by the Lord God Himself. It's not. You won't find that, bless God, in the Torah. And the reason they did that was to offset this thing called Christmas. They just did not want their children messed up into that. So, so what do they do? They come up with Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a great. It was a great idea. It's a great thing. You know, every day or every evening, the, the kids sit down and unwrap a gift, and they play with it, and that uh, they enjoyed a whole lot more than coming in and all the presents, and, and they unwrap the presents, and bless God, they, you know, and then, then bless God, they don't know what one to play with, and it's, sometimes it's weeks and months, and sometimes some of them never get played with, but the fact of it is that uh, this thing can be done right if you do it right. When you begin to cut that away in your family, you start drawing lines. And if there's one thing that I understand about God, is that God is trying to bring us in, not push us out. And you don't want to get involved with being part of those that on that day that would stand before God or taking that those stripes for people standing before God and said, well, you know, you know, I ought to become a Christian, but those, you know, some people in our family, they they didn't, they, you know, they got real fanatical and this and that and everything else, and. Uh, uh, you don't want that to happen. Bless God, uh, let everybody do what's in their heart. And now, if you've not been keeping Christmas, uh, you're not going to hear me criticize you for that. But don't you criticize me because of the fact that I've got a tree. And I don't I don't keep Christmas. What I do is I keep the birth, the virgin birth of the Messiah. And that's what I do, all right? Because I have a, Christ, a Christmas tree, if you want to call that, or a tree in my home. Uh, bless God, that doesn't have a thing in this world to do with Santa Claus, the magical sleigh, the magical presents, or anything else. We exchange presents at that being the time of the celebration of our Messiah's birth. Now, I hope that makes sense to some of you and to some of you that uh, that you're so sure that you're right and you don't have a tree. Fine. But uh, you think seriously about what I said. You know, I know we're different. I know I've always told people... I will teach you enough truth will make you different. If that's what you're looking for, that's what you're going to find around this prophet because you will become different. The problem is we don't want to become so legalistic that, bless God, we're we're driving people away from us because, well, we can't even keep Christmas anymore if we're going to be part of that. Think about those things. Pray about those things. If that's what's in your heart, then fine. But, again, don't judge the rest of us for what we do, and, and you know, it, I've said over and over again, you know, as a real honest to God prophet of God, a major prophet of God, if I do these things, and I've done them through these years, and bless God, God allows me to see the dead come up, I just don't think I'd push too hard against that if I were you. I think I'd, I'd just leave that alone if that's if that's a custom in which you think you uh, you need to do is to stay away from it, find it any. But let me tell you what I want to assure you of. You're not going to gain anything with God from it unless, unless, bless God, you can lose, again, by the fact that you make the tree an idol if you mess, you know, if you're messing around with the Santa Claus thing, then you're going to get stung. 
and that you really don't want that to take place. So I've said all I'm going to say about that. I try. I try to. I try. I did the last year. Uh, bring it up and talk about it again, and, and it's uh, it's worthy that bless God that it be mentioned again this year. Uh, you'll not find anything that bless God about that tree that's going to curse you, uh, unless you're making an idol. But again, you can make an idol out of anything. And uh, unfortunately, for many many of us, uh, there's been too many idols that have been made. Okay, but uh, have your have your holiday, and like I said, uh, happy Hanukkah because uh, we are. Uh, uh, definitely at, the, at that time, and uh, we do, as I said, keep Hanukkah, and uh, we enjoy. We enjoy that time. Uh, as a Jew, uh, uh, much, much more than the Christmas thing anyway, and I guess in my case I can say, well, you know, when you, when you balance this thing out, you, you, can, you can see it if you'll, if you'll let yourself. But uh, look at it through the eyes of this Jew and understand that uh, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to do you any harm. Uh, just don't let it become an idol to you. Uh, you know, it, and if it does, then you're in trouble. But let me say one more time, for those of you that have heard the prophet today and said, well, ha, ba, humbug, we're not going to do it anyway, that's fine. I, I don't have a bit of problem if, if bless God, you don't even keep haunting uh, during that time. Uh, that's, uh, the, the, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not scoring any points with God one way or the other, okay? So, uh, so much so much for that. So let, let let that be something that bless God that you pr- pray about it. Uh, think about it. it you know, it, it's like I, I, I told some of the brothers that run around with the tassels hanging out of their pants and, you know, down the down the, down the the front and backs of their legs. You know, uh, there again, that's not going to bring people in. What that's going to do is drive people away from you. And besides that, it's to remind you. It says that it might remind you, not not remind everybody around about you. Uh, again, you get legalistic with this stuff, and it just comes back and bites you in the uh, lower end posterior. And uh, there's no there's no reason for that. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Shemalah, <laughs> <laughs> 